Welcome back, everyone, to another podcast episode. Mrs. Skurve and I are sitting around, as usual, and this is when we have our best conversations and we open up our doors and our minds to you to come on in to enjoy what it is we're discussing. <laughs> and um, she's over there yawning, and the mic is wide open. <laughs> she said she's tired. <laughs> I am tired. It's, uh, no, it, they know it's past my bedtime. So when it's past my bedtime, I'm, you laugh. I was over here getting the controls together. I'm, I'm yawning. And I looked over there. She was doing a silent yawn. And I caught her. And I never saw her mouth open that wide. And she oh, locked you, eyes with me. And she started laughing because she must have known how she looked. I, oh, I should have wow. took a picture of that. That's you, <laughs> you know, a mosquito. We're walking around with our legs out, so you know that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So don't worry about that. This is uh, Accra. This is West Africa. Just got to watch out for that malaria. Let's, let's hope it doesn't have any of that. But, um, yeah, we were, we were discussing kind of like all over the place. But one point that we were speaking about that we wanted to kind of start out on, we don't know where this is going to go. We don't know how long this is going to go. I just want to say ahead of time, Thank you all sincerely for your birthday, born day, Earth Day wishes. I am officially 60 years old. I'm not going to mention my age that much anymore. It is what it is. But um, it's not a matter of the chronological time now. It's about the energy and the accomplishment and the focus. And now to create those signature moments from the creativity and, and getting back into that. Also, as Mrs. Skurve knows, I have a really jumbled work area table here with the computers on it. So even after she goes to bed, I'm going to stay up and I'm going to clean up and get everything right so I can redo the setup and, and come back really, really strong. I have another strategy, too. I'm always strategizing. But thank you so much. It, 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 the sincerity and for those of you all who have stuck with us in the platform for all of these years, even if you, you're new, it doesn't matter. It, our spirits are connected. We're spiritually bound because we have um, we're kindred spirits overlapping. We don't always have to agree. Right. I want to thank you all again for joining Patreon. And we've been putting up conference calls up there, and we're going to do other shorts like this that we put up there. Well, we still will be loyal to YouTube and all the other Facebook and, and Twitter and Twitch and all those different platforms that we upload these things to and on Lanskirk.com. Whenever there's any doubt, um, if we get shadow banned or we get knocked off with a strike on YouTube, you can always go to landscurve.com and pick up what we're doing, okay? Because yes. we're all over the place. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and share the video to your friends and family. Sharing is important. Yes. Yeah. Please share it out and and subscribe, you know, just hit the like button, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you, you're getting better with this thing. Check you out. Because you imagine, you know, when we met, you know, and then you, 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 you gradually get better and better in this thing. When we met, you didn't know anything about this stuff, right? And now you're getting so much better behind the scenes. I want to say Mrs. Skurve is becoming a technological whiz in her own way. And she's making faces at me. I'm telling it like it is. I'm, I'm really appreciative. I'm blessed to have a wife who supports me and backs me. As you see, she's making the effort to do more videos. She has a channel and everything that we're doing and setting up. So I have to applaud Mrs. Skurve. Because we all know that, you know, she goes up on that property and she works hard all week long. So she's tired. So for her to be up now at 11, 11 what now? 11.52? Yeah. Let's get going with this talk because yeah. you're going to fall asleep yeah. soon. Because I love to go in my bed at a certain time. <laughs> I, I don't know. For some reason. And, and um, this is Growing for real. Growing up in the country. This is for real. Even when I'm in Florida, um, I'm at work, 8 o'clock. Oh my God, 8 p.m. I'm ready. I'm saying, oh, I'm getting so sleepy. I because wish I you could worked go. until 11.30. Yeah, so yeah. I wish I could go home now. And p.m. Yes, and, uh, and I'm saying, whoa. And it's the same way now when 8 o'clock comes, I'm ready to wind down. I'm ready to go to bed. It tells you that whenever time it gets dark, it's time to go to bed. It's time to get your beauty rest. You know, and um, because it's certain time you're supposed to really be in your bed and, and get in your rest for real. Because you get up, you get up early, you rise with the sun. And um, it's a beautiful thing if you have a garden, a farm or whatever. By 6 a.m., you should be really, 
you know, have your right. whatever breakfast you're going to have. You should have. be up with the plants. Yes, you should be up with the plants and working in the garden. And the sun comes up. You rise with the sun. You know, everything you're there working and the sun comes up. It's, it's a good feeling. It's a really good feeling to wake up in the morning and outside doing stuff in your garden. And the sun comes up. Be- that's that's what I want. That's what I want, too. When I'm up there, I'll be living a life like that. Down here... I can't. I can't. I, I don't know why. You know, but but for me, um, as soon as the sun peeps out, I have to be up. And most time, I'm up before six a.m. or uh, after six, I'm up. So by the time the sun is peeping through, I'm already up, trying to make breakfast, make some lunch because I always have to take something with me, my smoothie, my. Mm-hmm. My tea, and sometimes I make my cornmeal porridge or my oatmeal, you know, whatever it may be, and fix stuff. We got my lemonade, my my water, and all that stuff together. Yeah, that heavy you bag, know, bringing and, it up there. Um, yeah, you have to have your stuff, your water, and all that, you know. Um, so it's it's a beautiful thing to go to bed and really get your rest. Well, that's what on keeps time. you so young. And get up on time and do what you have to do. So a lot of times I make myself stay up. Reason be why I make myself stay up till 10, 10.30 at night. The latest 11, 11 p.m. unless we're doing a show and I stay up later. Because when I go to bed so early, like 8, 8.30, I'm up by um, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., I'm up and I can't go back to sleep. So mm-hmm. I'd rather go to sleep at a certain time. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah. And me with my city boy characteristics of always being excited at night in New York City. I haven't been there. I left there at 38 years old. I'm 60 now and I still have that basic wiring. And the fact that the internet never dies and never, it never, you know, it, it, it just keeps me up. And those are my natural hours anyway. I'm a, I'm a night person, but that's not healthy. So I have to change that. And so I know for a fact that when I'm up there, where it's kind of timeless, meaning that, you know, it's just country. You know, people are nearby, but you're not going to hear that much noise. You're not going to be near places that you just walk down the street to and go to to buy things. So it's going to change me a whole lot. And having that private space of the um, my little podcast studio and, you know, Mr. Scurve is cooking. And I'll acclimate the same because you get up so early and when I'm doing shows, I'm so late. That keeps us separated. But up there there'll be no commute we'll all be up there and it'll be sweet but what we were beginning to talk about we started speaking about the case with triple x um xxx uh the fort lauderdale miami rapper who was gunned down by those uh four guys and one snitched and how they smirked at the sentencing we did a show a segment on that before and um bottom line is that you know Mrs. Skurv, it, it drove her crazy. She was just absolutely no, no, angry. No, no, no. You know, righteously so. I don't. I what I don't like about it, the the case, and um, you know, it it for me, it is sad when things happen like this. Our own people turn on our own. You understand what I'm saying? And when I see these things happen, it bothers me to see these guys like Michael Boatwright. And these guys are smirking all the time, like it's okay. You're, you're sentencing. You're, get, you're getting sentenced now. When when they were in court the other day and they find them guilty, they were smiling, smirking, blowing kisses. Like it's not funny. It is not funny about what you did. And then you you're still in a, in a courthouse. You're getting sentenced and you're still smirking and all that stuff. Trayvon Newsom, that them two there. Let me tell you something. Them two there, seriously speaking, them two, they need an ass whooping. When they get in sentence, trust me, man. It should be a way for the judge to say the parents could come up and give them an ass whooping up there because boys smirking at the courthouse and stuff like that. Let me tell you something. When you have your children, first of all, when, when we as women pregnant with our children, a lot of us, learning things now and getting used to things because we, we didn't know any better how to grow our children. And some of us have our children at a young age and don't have no direction, no, no, no good sense of direction, how to, to train your children right, how, how when you're pregnant, how, 
how to start teaching the baby from inside the womb. How, how you as a mother supposed to act really when you, without, even when you are not pregnant and even um, when you get pregnant, worse, you're supposed to know how to act. You don't know that because a lot of young mothers and in, in, in the, the children that are born like in 2000, even 99, two, coming into 2000 and all that stuff. It, it's, it's sad. It is sad what is happening. I know it was a lot of things happened before, but now it get worse with these children. No sense of direction, nothing. And you want to tell me you guys are 20, 26 and 26 and 28 years old. I don't know how old is the other one. The other one, what the other one say, oh, you snitch saying that all in the courthouse and all that, you know, but what I'm saying, these guys, they're going to prison for life and you smirking. I'm telling you, I don't know what you all thinking in your head. If you think so, because you, you have a roof over your head with some, with some, uh, what you call it, stainless steel bed, whatever, stainless steel toilet and sink, whatever. That's <laughs> some tough thing to lay down on. You're going to have back problem for the rest of your life and them thing there. I'm telling you, but somebody going to suit, you know, Sarah Hill, you know, in a prison because, you know, behavior is very rotten. Going to prison and behaving like this is, is not even funny. You know, things say it's funny, you know, don't see nothing. You're going to state prison. You see what I'm saying? I don't think it's easy. Oh, no, God, life is easy because you're not getting some meal or whatever and all that stuff. What kind of meal you're not going to get? You're missing, y'all missing so much. You know, and the life is gone down in the gutter, in the drain. It's like, you, you are, for me, when you do things like that and you think it's funny, you deserve to feel in hell in prison. I mean, the real hell in prison you need to feel because that kind of behavior is unacceptable. And you all think it's funny and they just, you, don't, you don't even want to address the court, like talking to the, the, the family of this young man that you all killed and tell the parents how sorry you are because you don't care. You in, you have, you, you in that kind of intention where you're having in your head, walking around, want to murder people, drugs and all them stuff. That's your intention. I am telling you something have to give because there's too many things is going on. Every time you look at the news, you're looking at a 12 year old and a 17 year old in Marion County charging with murder. Huh? Come on, this, this, is, this is really sad. That 12-year-old, where is the parents? Where is the parents, a 12-year-old? Where, where do you get gun from? What, what a 12-year-old doing in a car with 17-year-old boys and, and all this stuff, and these are the girls and boys and whatever, and you go murder somebody? Huh? This, this, is, this is something. Tell me, so them pick me and I need some ass whooping. Uh, seriously speaking, if they don't need ass whooping, these things that they are doing and they're getting, they're getting away with too much. And you know what? The law let these children be like this too, because the law put it that parents cannot bust their ass. You see what I'm saying? Parents can't touch them and all this is, and the, and the government is, the government is not taking care of them. The government, what they do, they throw them in the pen and lock them up for life and that's it. They're smirking like it's funny. It's not funny. A lot of parents go out to work two and three jobs just to try to take care of these children. And just for them to go to school and pay attention to what they are doing and listen to their parents. No, they can't do that. They have to lick head with some other bad head picking it. When I want to listen to their parents, they don't want to hear nothing. Instead of them to follow their parents and try to tell them and doing for them. You see what I'm saying? They don't want to do that. They prefer get in trouble, go rob somebody, go go sell drugs, go smoke weed and do all kind of stuff. If somebody tell you jump off a bridge, you go and jump off of the frigging bridge while your parents are to work at work working, doing all this bullshit stuff where you know have no business doing. You understand what I'm saying? Come on now. When you really when you really look into what is happening and you see the news every day. These things bothers me because our own children them doing all these things and you don't have no control over it. You know what what are these parents of these children doing? 20 something years old. What are they saying now? Are are they addressing these things that is happening? Do they have other children in their home that they need to sit down and have a conversation with? Can they are they capable of doing this? 
you know, a lot of parents out here need to, to have some kind, I don't know, some kind of counseling, something need to happen. And a lot of them don't want to pay no attention to nothing. And some of these parents, when you talk about these things, these are the parents that even get mad at you for talking about their their badass pitting them when I want to listen to nobody, when nobody talks to them. They go to school, they don't want to listen to the teacher. Teacher have to throw them out of school because they don't want to listen. And every month you get thrown out, tell them you, you know, you can't come back in that school there no more. You have to go out of the district or go to some other, what they call the school now, Lansom school that they put them into. Those school when the children oh. and they kick them out of oh. school and them have to put them in at these schools right. where they have to wear uniforms right, and, right. and all and that have stuff. Some order. Yeah. Because these children are not, not listening. They're not paying attention to nothing. They're in school. You want to fight every kid in school. You want to beat off the teacher, cuss the teacher. The next thing you know, they want to shoot up school. All these things that you're doing. And the parents, they don't see it. Then you talk to the parents them about it. Let me tell you something. These children these days are, oh my goodness gracious alive. I don't know. Because let me tell you, these children... I tell you, one little boy, I remember, I never forget this little boy. This little boy want to throw my son in a lake, lake by the school, by the school, when he were in middle school. And I tell you, I find myself up at the school so fast. I was in the, the office so fast, and I go there, I say, I want to see the principal, I want to see the teacher, and I want to see the police on the campus. And they call up the boy parents and all this. Let me tell you something. I never stop. I never stop because I am not going to deal with that bullcrap stuff. If all of us stand up and do the right thing, I could have pressed charges against the, the little boy, but I did not. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't do that because the parents have to get him straight and he couldn't come back in that district. He couldn't go back to that school. I am telling you, he could not go back to the school. People, we have to stand up and do what we need to do. These children are out of hand. They out of hand. They're getting out of place like no tomorrow. They're doing too much. Young little children, them doing these things. The littlest one that I, is the one, the six-year-old that bring gun to school and he could shoot people, shoot teacher and all them. So six years old? This is disgusting. It's very disturbing. Very, very disturbing. <laughs> Well, first of all, it's too late for ass whippings. It's too, it's too late. The die is cast. It's too late for ass whippings. And the government wants it to be that way. They want, they want the children to be disrespectful, out of control, so they can grow up to be disrespectful, out of control, adults with no discipline. And where is that going to lead? For them to go into prison to do things because they're not disciplined. So you can't discipline your children. And a lot of times in this modern day, I can't even say like right now, we were seeing the results of, of the seeds that were planted many years ago. Okay. Well, am I going to blame social media? Yes, partially. Because many of the parents didn't know the effect of social media on the minds of the children then that molded them. And they're coming for us and everybody too. Social media is, is molding the thinking process in the minds of everyone. Now we see the world through the lens of the social media platforms that we watch, that we gravitate to, and they feed us more of what we like because of artificial intelligence. You see, you look on your, your timeline on, 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 on your, on your, on your page, what's offered to you, what's offered to you. And I have to say it, we know these things already, but what's offered to you is, is not what's offered to me because of how I, you know, if you go down into a downtown area or a restaurant area where the tourist district is, and you go to a particular restaurant, everybody wants to go and get something to eat, but we're going to go to different restaurants according to our preferences. They've been doing this for the longest time. And I'm saying this to bring it around to a point. How many of us many years ago got shocked when we went to a website that we never went to before and we see ads of things that we browsed on other websites or things that we purchased before? 
They're all up in us this way and they are molding our thinking and suggesting things for us to watch that may be a little bit away from what we usually watch because they're trying to lead us down a road where they control our thinking. Let's just break it down to race. White folks extremely will get certain things. Black folks will get certain things. Folks from the Caribbean, may, they may speak Spanish, but they're black. They will get certain things. Chinese people will get certain things. And, and they can have us thinking against each other. You see, it's not so cut and dried because it's according to the individual. So you have youngsters who, in this case, you have some who are 28, one was 22 or 23, 26? 26, 26, 28. Okay, okay. Well, let's just say 28. Let's just say 30. Let's just be bold and say 30. 30 years ago, it was uh, 1993. If you were born in 1993 or around that, when you were 10 years old, it was 2003. 911 already happened. All these things were getting set up. You came into the time at 10 years old if you were born 30 years ago where they had MySpace MySpace was highly addictive to many youngsters and older people got into it because they had bands they had music they had different things but oh here comes Facebook here comes YouTube just two or three years after and they suck more people in and it seemed like a great wonderful thing they gave us this WhatsApp came around. They gave us this. So now they can control and monitor what we see, but all of this filth started to come around. It was, it's all kind of music, but especially the engineered rap music that is not the true and original rap music. So now you work your two jobs as a woman or a man because the economy's tight. Your children are home. Back then, it was more so computers at home, uh, at home than, than smartphones until they came down in price. But they would go in their room and they're so quiet. Their friends would come over, they go in their room and they're so quiet. They were on a computer. But people don't understand that the porn that's available, the violent movies and the violent videos, the, 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 the clean versions of a video and the unclean version of a video. You have the drugs you have the sex, you have the big cars and, and the big mansions and these rappers are rapping in front of them and they have an attitude about them. Manhood has been redefined according to the black rapper, to speak in general. We see what's going on in the movies. Fast and furious, you gotta be macho, you gotta be aggressive, you have to be this and that. And on the other hand, the LGBTQ Faction is working on the minds of your children. These are seeds that have been planted from a long time ago and caught these people who are 30 years or a little over and under. There's a little leeway there. We can say 35. We can say 30. We can say 25. The younger you are, the more this thing hit you and blasted your brain. That became normalcy to you. You're laying in the bed at night. The TV's on. You fall asleep with the TV on. The next morning when you get up to go to work or go to school, you're humming all of these jingles that you don't even know the words to. After a while, you know the words to them because it goes right to your subconscious mind and you're being programmed. See, they used to say computer programmers. People program things into computers. Now, all of this is programming the minds of all of us and especially our children. I'm thinking, where did the last 22 years go since I got online doing what I do? I'm 60 earlier today. What the heck happened? I'm a, I'm a content creator. I don't get sucked into, you know, I live life and I have, I have a full life outside of the Internet. But could you imagine somebody who just observes and sucks in what they like, what they like even more? And they get programmed. They see the world a certain way. So now they're disconnected. They're desensitized. These children that you have that were adorable little babies, they are so much older in, 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 in what they're programmed in. You're looking at them a certain way. They're showing you the little boy face, the little girl face, because they know that's the hustle, because they know that you see them that way. 
but they are, they are hardened in an early age. They are disconnected and desensitized. And their mindset is molded this way. So if you're programmed all day, they got their phone in their hand, nobody looks up. The youngsters are just down in the phone. They're not playing ball with each other. They're not having conversations with, with each other. If they do, they're acting out. What happened to that period of adolescence when you were insecure? What happened to it? Where young boys said, oh, my arm's a little too small. I saw the other guy, he had more muscles. I want to get muscles. Oh, he's got the girlfriends. I want to get more girlfriends. At least I just can get one girlfriend. Do I look okay? Do I dress funny? Does my breath stink? Are my teeth crooked? We need that period to look within. But there is no looking within with the youngsters of today that are moving into that period. They're looking outside and measuring themselves not according to each other and emulating the example of their parents or their mother or their father or whatever male figure or energy is around them, they're measuring themselves down, I would say. I'm not going to say up, but they're measuring themselves down to the decadence that's put out because it's hip. It's hip to have a chip on your shoulder. It's hip to fight somebody if they mistakenly stepped on your sneaker. It's hip to use a woman, a young girl for sex. And some of these teachers and some of these caretakers and some of these young girls and older women are getting pregnant by 13 and 14 year old boys. It's totally unhinged. And we don't realize it because we can also escape as adults into YouTube when times were better. You're from Jamaica. You grew up in Jamaica. As a little girl, you heard the, what do they call it? Ska? The music like that? Yeah. Ska, right. You can go and escape this madness and play a song when times were simpler. When times were better, when they were more fruitful, when there was order, when we had respect. I'm not blaming you or saying you, I'm just using you, sweetheart, as an example. So you can escape into that and, and not see this madness. Me working in jails, me, me driving a dollar van up in New York City, me coming down and, and, and driving a bus in Orlando out there in the underbelly at night. I'm a realist. I see things for what they are. In the age that I have been, in the age that I am, I see the change. New York City was sweet back then. We had crime. But in our neighborhood, certain things just didn't go on. We had a connectedness. We had a community. We had accountability. These youngsters today, and I'm not blaming them. I'm just telling you why they are the way they are from the way I see it. They have no accountability. The economy is getting tighter. You have to spend more. To get less, you have to work more to survive. Slowly but surely, like the lobster or the frog inside the, the boiling water. It's not boiling at first. They, you put them in the cold water, they're chilling. They feel good. Wow, nothing's bothering me. Feels a little warm, it's okay. Eh. But after a while, you realize you're in a boiling water. And so what you see now is the result of those seeds that have been planted into the minds of the children, and they condone that. You don't see Jewish, Jewish children doing this stuff because they have a tight-knit community. They shut you out. Look at the Hasidim, the Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn. Public streets you can walk through. I watched an hour-long video into their world. They ain't going for it. They got their own bakeries. They got their own schools. They got their own hospitals. They got their own everything. And if something ain't right with somebody, the whole community chips in to make it right. And they have a sense of community in the biggest, craziest city in the whole wide world. They have their own block patrols. Yeah, cops are around, but the cops are not gonna answer the same way they will answer because they know everybody there. Where's our sense of community that we used to have a semblance of? Back in the 50s, we were more married than we were now. So the 60s, we were more married than we are now. The feminist movement came and, and you know how sometimes you're a kid and you got your sneakers on and a classmate will come by and pull your shoestring and now you got to tie it up again and he's gone. The feminist movement came in and screwed up the minds of black women as though it was okay to get rid of the man. We don't need a man. The government made sure and, and jobs hired black women because they got a woman, which is good on their books, and they got a minority, two for one. But people don't see that. So now we have these modern women. I'm not knocking sisters, but we got to talk about it and call it out. I don't need no man. But, but, but these feminists, you never see them when there's a war. Are they on the front lines? When something goes down and police need to go into a building and have hostages, where are the feminists? 
the white feminists that got your mind messed up. You need a man. You need a real man. But manhood in the black community has been reduced and the perception is all messed up. And when you get a real man, many don't know what to do with a real man. Now we have real sisters out here and we have some punk ass guys out here that want to be players. They want to sit home all day in the computer or the Xbox or whatever and, and, and take that woman's car, drive around with other women. Our family unit is becoming unraveled. I don't like to put other people above us, but I use the Jews, the Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn. Google that. You'll probably come up with the same documentary that I saw. Watch that. And why are we living the way we live? They know better than us. We are the original people of the world. But things have been switched. And we're facing the consequences. And now because of the media that paints us a certain way and we live down to that, like that's cool. Because this was planned from decades ago. 88, 89, the corporate entities came in and took over rap. And we had all kind of people who will sell out and do all kind of things. You would never have nothing like a little Nas X. A little homo boy that's out there just doing all kind of things and just destroying the black community, the black family. What about the black family? If it's not benefiting the black family, we need to get rid of it. We've been in this hole for a long time. And I remember, like I said, from single digit ages, I got a big memory. I remember some of the 60s. My father and mother held my hand and told me things about what was going on in the world as much as I can absorb. And I was much smaller than most people understood. And I don't like the way it feels. I love black people. Yes, I love black people globally. And I'm going to tell you, I love black Americans. I'm an African or American African. I'm black. Some people got problems with that word, but you know what I'm trying to say. If from what I can remember in my mind from the late 60s and the early 70s, if it was like that, I probably wouldn't be here in the motherland. I love the motherland. I love the black people here. They got their issues here too. But, but my heart is split. Because I'm very disappointed in what's going on in America with, with my people. These people are my people through lineage, but culture, mindset, mentality, the way we walk, the way we talk, I miss that. But it's not there anymore. We become unraveled. There's the few. It's like when you have a paved schoolyard, right? It's paved and it rained real bad. So there's water all over the place, but the sun comes out and starts to dry up the water on the concrete and you see how uneven it slightly is and it's puddles now. And the puddles get smaller as the sun dries everything up. Boom, it's gone. Well, we're puddled off now in our mindset, in our community. It's a damn shame. I mean, I'm over here now, but even when I was in America before I left to come to Accra, there were very few, less and less real people who had their minds together on that old way that we used to live. The community has gotten destroyed in our minds. This music and this culture and this movies. Imagine the most popular movie that would come out in the black neighborhood as a damn grown man in a dress. You love that so much to the point you didn't even have to ask, well, what's it about? What's the plot? What's the storyline? Oh, Tyler Perry, we going. We know it's going to be good. It's because he's going to show all the bad things. And sometimes it's real. But how do we heal from that? You can, you can put a little humor in our struggle, but show us the way out of that. The minister Louis Farrakhan said many decades ago, we should use the arts, we should use music to heal ourselves up, uh, up where we can take ourselves out of a downtrodden situation. But we're already in a downtrodden situation and the music and the culture is taking us down lower. And we just loving it. Girls walking around instead of trying to put something in their head. I'm not saying all of our young sisters, but too many of them. Instead of trying to put something in their head, they're more worried about what they're putting on their head. Instead of knowing their natural beauty, it's all about the makeup. They all look the same now. Eyelashes that look like electrical tape on their, on their eyes. And they feel fine about that. Like all of this extra stuff makes them beautiful. That does not make you beautiful. It shows how insecure you are.
And you're trying to look like somebody that you're not. And the one who don't look like you, who don't like you, would love to look like you. That is totally sick to me in my mind. So what are we going to do? Everybody can't ride on your boat. If there's a boat that I have with 10 people that can sit there and you ain't right in the head, I'm picking the ones who got the right mindset. We all ain't going to be the same. We all ain't going to be saved. Some of us are going to have to perish. The majority of us are going to have to perish. The bottom line is that for some of us who have some knowledge in our head and we're not executing that knowledge, you can know all about a certain thing all you want. But if you sit down there and you don't move forward, you're not going to get nowhere with it. You're not going to advance. You're not going to ascend. It's okay to jump in the water, but can you swim? So, so many of us can talk. Yeah, let's spit some knowledge, man. Let's talk this. You all know there's enough knowledge out there before this foolishness that went out on social media, even before black bookstores are drying up and dying. That's an institution across the world, and especially in America, that we should keep. Don't you know they can scrub the internet of certain knowledge and certain uh, 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 wisdom? Scrub meaning, meaning take it away? Many people don't realize that Al Sharpton wore wires for the CIA, either the CIA or the FBI. Back in the 70s, to, to, to go against Don King to see if there was corruption in boxing. And he was a reverend from Young? No, he was a mole. But when he wanted to run as a mayor in New York City, they scrubbed at the internet at that time. The internet was, wasn't what it, what it is now. But as years went by, you can't find that stuff. I Google it to see, and in private message boards, some of it still stays alive, and I keep talking about it. And they want to fabricate their, the leaders. That what, what elections happened that made us have these leaders? How, how did Al Sharpton or, or, or Jesse Jackson become our leader? They're designated pressure valves to the black community. I keep saying that. That when something tragic happens and we feel that they're our leader and they get up there and they sock it to the establishment, we feel good about that. You go up there with your hair processed and you say a couple of rhymes and, and you give it to the man and that's all you need. But what about action and consistency over the years? People say, oh, Lance, you on the Internet, man. You're trying to get famous. Well, we all can be famous. We can do some dumb shit and get famous. I'm about being behind the scenes. I didn't know I was going to be on YouTube. I was just used to draw my pictures quiet in the room and I had one little picture up. I wasn't looking for this. But somebody has to speak on it. And many people have to speak on it. But the problem is too now, we're addicted to attention, some of us. And we love getting on the camera and love getting on mic and, all and pushing out all of our ideas, but we're not putting it to practice. And I'm going to say on a personal level, many people spoke about me and Mr. Scurve. I, had, I heard the rumblings. I heard the different things. Oh, they're just talking that back to Africa stuff. They're just talking this and talking that. It shouldn't be about actually moving. It should be the Africa of the mind. You see Jews all over the world. You can have a Jew in Venezuela. You can have a Jew in Singapore. You can have a Jew in Canada. You can have a Jew in Mexico. They will all whip out their papers or go on a website that deals with their, with, 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 their, with their community worldwide. And all we do in a, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Methodist, and you, you Episcopalian, or you're that Seventh-day Adventist, or he a Muslim, or I ain't going with that. All of the separation, and I always say it, oh, I'm from the South, and you from the North, and you think you better, and I'm gay, and so, get man, we, we the most sliced and diced race on the planet Earth, and we don't see it. Oh, you're a damn Republican. I know people who will argue over politics and the same black asses live in the same downtrodden neighborhood and politicians ain't doing nothing for them or the pastors. But you, you don't see it. Malcolm X has been talking this stuff for the longest time. Don't call me no revolutionary or no great man. I'm just echoing what, what came into my being all these years. I lived this. I've seen it. I was already advanced for a long time ago. I had little girlfriends and doing little crazy stuff, but I had that stuff in my head. I couldn't help but not see it. And it hurts for me to get to this age and to think that I'll pro probably leave this planet and never see us all come together as we should. That's why you don't hear me saying wake up. It's long past the time to wake up. We need to kick some of these people to get them to wake up. This is ridiculous. Everybody else is working in unison and they have their little issues. 
the Chinese have their issues. The Indians have their issues. White folks have their issues. But when it comes to us rising, they're all going to team up and make sure we don't get what we have to get. And we're so much looking for validation from them. I don't need validation from anybody to do what I have to do. But like I said, oh, yeah, oh, that Lansker and his wife, they, they, they just talking. They just talking. And people always ask me, personal people that were, were in my circles and people publicly, well, yeah, you went out there, and how the house going? When they didn't see anything, they thought we failed. And we put that video recently, and so many people have unsubscribed. So many people don't even answer the phone. They don't want to see me no more because they didn't talk some stuff, and now they feel stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you see somebody who is aspiring to do something and speak negativity? Why would you do that? So this is why I have to disconnect from these people. I don't care who the F you are. I don't care if you're on the moon. I don't care if you're next door. I don't care if you're in China on the other side of the world. Disconnect. I have no time to waste. I'm not into the chronological time, but looking at the chronological time, I ain't 15 no more. So everything I got to do, I got to put it down good. You know, like them Negroes coming out of prison, they get that girlfriend. Yo, I'm trying to get with her. I'm trying to move in with her. So, you know, I got to put, I got to, I got to lay this pipe good. That's why they say that jail stuff is good. It ain't happening in a while. That's what they do. Well, why can't we have that mentality in, in, in our legacy and the energy that we put out? There'll be people listening to these words long after I'm gone. Why don't we put out the good stuff? We can joke. We can pull. We, we, we got it all. Everybody wants to be us. They make so much money off of us. Our style. The, the, we, the things that we put out. We can take raggedy clothes and make fashion out of it. Our women and the men are the most beautiful and the strongest, most handsome, most beautiful women in the world. The men. Every, I know homo, but the men are. Every, we on point. Why can't we get anywhere? It's because of a program in our head. And as soon as one of us tries to rise up a little bit, even those who are close to you will reveal the resentment that they have in, in, inside of themselves for you. Mm -hmm. And it will come out. Even your own family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all can travel to the mm -hmm. other, other side of the world. And they come hating on you, but they hate you from before. They hate you from they, before. They hate you from before, but you didn't know that until you, you get a well, little close. Well, you didn't close. know it, but, but, but... You get a little closer to them and ah. you be around them and you find you know, and see the hate that they carry well, see, for you. And, and, and yes. you, the thing what you have to be careful of that... You know, a lot of our people said, oh, I'm spiritual and blah, blah, blah. Stop with the foolishness because most, of, most of them is bullshit. They're talking. They are not spiritual and talking about you because you're not following the bullshit that they're doing and the garbage that they're doing. You're not soaking up that crap. They say you are not spiritual and they're not dealing with you because you're not a spiritual person. That's some bullcrap stuff. You understand? And the people them that out there telling you all that, oh, I'm a prophet and all that stuff. Don't listen to them. You, you don't tell yourself that you are a prophet. It's people out there that see that you're doing the work where you're supposed to, where you come here on this journey to do. Because all of us, is, it's a journey we're on and we come here to fulfill the journey that we're on, but we are not doing it. Instead of we doing the right thing that we're supposed to do on this journey, we do all kind of bullshit stuff, hating on each other. And that is the biggest problem that we have in our community because we, we, we need to stop hating on each other. If we, if we stop hating on each other, that's the time we were going to come together. But if you have something and I, and okay, I don't have some and you have, I'm hating on you when I should support you. Because if I support you, then I, it will help me to lift me up because it's going to motivate me. Because when I see people doing good, whatever they do, it motivates me more to do. If I see somebody working on a garden and I see it's beautiful, I'm complimenting them. Because it motivates me now to do even more and better and to help someone else and to motivate other people but that's not we are that's not what we are doing to help each other instead of we do that we try to keep down each other at all times at any cost if even to take somebody's life that's what we will do we'll just get say okay since as this person is rising and this person keep doing this 
and I cannot keep up with them, I'm going to buy a gun and I am going to go and kill this person. Now me see this person working in their yard and the next thing I do, I go and kill this person. For what? Because I'm being hateful of this person. The person looks just like me. And even if the person don't look like me, it doesn't matter because I am not going to go kill this person for no reason. Even if the person don't look like me, they motivate me too. I see them do Oh, yeah, that, it's going to motivate me more. See them doing it. I want my brother and my sister to be to uplift their spirit and do what is right. Not to go out there and hating on their brothers or sisters and say, this one doing too much, this one making too much money. Why you have two O's? Why you have three O's? Why you have a dozen O's? Why you have those O's rented over there? Why you doing this? Why you doing that? You should be not paying attention to me, what I am doing. It should motivate you, uplift you, so you can go out there and do what you need to do. If we were doing this, it would teach our children more and how to uplift themselves and how to better themselves and how to teach their children and their grandchildren how to uplift themselves. But we are not doing that. So what? We 18, so we kill each other. It's, 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 it's nothing there. You know, we're not, we're not trying to uplift our brothers and sisters. We're trying to hate in on them and turn around killing them. It doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, if we can't see the downward spiral that has been in effect for a very, very long time on so many different levels, it's just too late for some of us. And this is why a lot of times I'm only speaking to, to those who understand. Right now at this junction point in my life, I think I've rammed my mouth enough. I like to talk. I like to point things out. I like to make people think. I've always been that way, even before the social media platforms came around. My close friends from years ago will always tell you I've always been that person. I've always been a clown, number one. I've always been one within my inner circles that make you laugh. I like to see people lighten their spirit, uplift them, but I also like to inform. I don't know everything, but what, what, what flows through me as far as information, I share it. I share it. I'm a very cerebral person. I'm not an angry person at the time, but when things piss me off, when I see that, you know, it's not even about what, what they, and I, you know what I mean by they, what they are doing to us is what we don't see. It's like a person you love walking out in the street. You say, hey, there's a speeding car coming down. And if they keep walking, they're going to get hit and killed. A truck coming down. Let's say it like that. Now you snatch them and pull them out of harm's way, and they're mad at you because you jerked their arm out of socket. Well, would you rather just die? And a lot of us don't want to leave our, our, our worlds that we're in mentally. They talk about the metaverse. They talk about all these things, but we're already in the metaverse. Our mind is already clouded by the stuff that's constantly in our head. And we want to get a fix of it. We go to YouTube and hit the button. Or we go to YouPorn and have a different girlfriend before we whack off and have an, have an orgasm. Whatever it may be. We, 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 this thing is pulling us apart. And for the people that are most separated... Trust me, it's going to mess us up even, even more, and it has messed us up even more. But what you're seeing today is what's planted from yesterday. Remember, the early 2000s, right? And you're seeing this now. So get ready for the ride of your life. You're going to see somebody even younger than six years old killing somebody. You're going to see somebody as a teacher or somebody older get 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 a get a get pregnant by a 12 year old or 11 year old this is what's happening out here you see whatever you think in your mind you go online and you can see something further you can go into the dark web and see something further and we're stimulated by this stuff and we need more of a fix when we see somebody getting killed in a movie we want to see more people getting killed we like to see the news where there were shootouts wow yeah they killed 24 people yeah you may not outwardly say you like this, but it stimulates you until you're the one in there getting shot. As long as it's not you, as long as you have your baubles and rubies and trinkets and shiny little red things that Negroes like around you. Well, everything's going bad for them. I got my home. I got my car. I got my this. I got my that. Until the supermarkets are empty and don't have any food. You don't know how to eat. All the corny things that you should do and learn that you considered corny and strange and, and, and unnecessary. You're going to wish you knew how to have these skills. Those Mrs. Scurve skills. Those Lily Vegan skills. Those Lily Fire skills. Whatever name she comes on as, you know who she is. 
And so a video of a grown woman shaking her backside will get more uh, uh, traction online than something she's saying that, 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 that is very necessary. I jumped like that because I just grabbed a mosquito. He's not getting me tonight. I'm going to crush him up real good. And he's gone. I don't know. Maybe I have a weak grip. But yeah, we got to get on our P's and Q's. And wherever we have to go, we need to go. Whether it's in Africa, whether it's in the United States and finding the side of a mountain and places where we can get big drums and take it off our property and store goods where nobody knows about. So when they come and raid your house, hey, take what's here. I can always go down the road and I got places over there secretly where I know. You got to think. Artificial intelligence is around. And it's going to wreck our worlds. It's going to help us at first. But we're going to realize it's going to be turned against us. The digital cash society. Social, social uh, uh, finances or social uh, credit system. All of these things are coming and they're right here. And we just bopping our head. Worried about the next set of gold teeth we're going to get, the next weave we're going to get, what other honey we're going to knock up and try to see what skills she got. We're, we're, we're operating on the level of a beast. And we're going to get treated like that. But anyway, Mrs. Skurve, I see you over there. I can go on and on and on, but I know you're tired. I just want you to share a few words and, you know, Wrap it down. Give us a couple more minutes so we can round it out to the one hour mark. You we got are, we got nine more minutes. You Let's are, go. You are something else. You always get me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want to say, you know, put all fun and joke aside. Um we um we really have to really do better. We really have to do better, you know, with our parenting, with, with, with our children. We know with with the craziness that is going on in the world and especially in the U.S. of the way the government control everything, like, you know, you're telling parents, you can't do this, you can't do that with your children. But we all have to have a mind of our own where we know how to control our home. And, you know, we know it's hard to keep two parents in the home because so much is going on. I mean, so much it's hard to really find, and we do have good sisters and good brothers out there, but it's so hard because it's so many things, because so much of our brothers are incarcerated, and a lot of them, for some stupidness, lies, or craziness, madness, so they take out of their home, so they are not there for the children them. And so many things have happened, you know, and it, and it is so hard for us to deal with. So we really have to come together as a people and stop with this foolishness. You know, stop hating on your brothers and your sisters. Let us do the right thing. But is it as easy as just saying stop with all of this embedded uh, toxicities that, that we grew up in? It, it, it's saturated in our tissues. It's, it's not easy to just say, just stop. But we have, Maybe to find the a way. we have to find a way. We have to find a way to cut the generational curse. Because for me, I think a lot of it is generational curse. And it's, I know it's very hard. It's very hard to step away from it. Because when you grow up into, grow up into this and you see it's happening to your parents, all these things, you, you maybe have your mother and your father together are they separated and you see all this happen. So it follows you like you have daughters or son and then they're married to somebody and then they divorce so they separate or all this abuse going on in the family and all that stuff. So it's, it's really hard. You pass it on generation to generation. You have to be really strong to really... Um, to really cut the generational curse. Because for me, I think it's a curse. You know, a lot of the things that is happening. Well, I'm, 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 I understand what you're saying. And I've said that on many of my past videos. But I'm beginning, beginning to explore other possibilities of what it could be. Let's just say it's not a generational curse. I'm not going to mm. say that, oh, you're wrong or whatever. But, I, you know, I'm beginning to explore different mentalities. And it's definitely engineered into us for so many hundreds of years. They did a number on us. Is it really a curse? It could be a spiritual way of seeing things and being um, the mentality. 
even if it is a curse, I think we should not try to say it's a curse because a curse is final. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Um, they say, well, if you're cursed, you can undo a curse. Yes. But what about our habits? What about the things we repetitiously are used to seeing and doing and changing the environment around us? Is it in us or is it environmental or a combination of both? One thing is necessary is that we have to change our thinking. And as long as we have these things inundating our mind constantly, daily, and from young. See, when I was young, the worst thing that we can get into is if we saw somebody throw out magazines in the garbage can that were adult-oriented, and we saw nude pictures or sex acts, and we all gathered around after school, like, oh, look at that. Oh, that's what it looked like. That's what they do. And we all fight to bring the magazine home and rip it up. That's the worst. But now, young girls can learn how to perform sexual acts that older men who are predators will run them down for. I've heard girls like this speak on the bus when I drove it. No more than 12 and 13. I'm out here. And the, and, and the, the economic situation is not good for many people, right? And some of these girls who are 12 and 13, walking by, looking shy, but they throw out a little tongue over the lip to let me know if I pursue them what I can get. This is all over the world now. We were on the van earlier, the Trocho, and the girl in front of me, she's down in her Facebook down, uh, and down in the Instagram. This is what we do. I understand that. But there are other important things we need to do to disconnect, and this thing is pulling us together in a bad way. So yeah, I'll agree, generational curse, but I'm trying to explore something else because a lot of us write it off just like that, like we can't do anything about it. No, but... No, mm -hmm. but we can do we can some, we, we can, can do something about it if we chose to do so, because a lot of us choose not to go there because um okay things happen in a lot most of us life a lot of things happen to us in our life and and and, and the things that happen to us it's most time it's a family member that does it to us. Oh, Most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And it brings I think, in. I think, um, I would say for me, I think 98% of the time. You understand? It's not a stranger. Sometimes yeah. it may be a stranger, but I say the other 8%. It's 98%. So the other 2% is, is a stranger. Right. But uh, most of the time it's 98%. I That's think. with most things, yeah. I think mm -hmm. no, I that, agree on that, that. That, that, that that is a family member that ruined a lot of us. And it is so hard. And, you know, what you think about it and, and a lot of us don't want to talk about it. Nowadays, some people will get up and talk about what happened to them in their life. And these things follow you around forever. This is this is trauma that never goes away. You see what I'm saying? So this is it, it is very, very hard. Very, very hard to deal with things like that. It's, it's not easy to deal with it. And a lot of us is carrying it around. So it's, it's, for me, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard to get away from it. But we have to fight this demon. We have to fight it and try to get away. It's, and everyone is not going to be able to do it. Everyone is not going to be able to do it because no care how hard you try, it's not everyone is going to talk about none of this stuff. A lot of us not going to talk about it with a husband, partner, whatever, children, or whoever, and the things that I go through. Um, when we were growing up in the 60s, you know, things happen to us. You, you don't dare tell your parents because your parents will run you away and say, go away from there, nothing, no, go like that. Where you, where you get that from and stuff like that. You know, a lot of parents, will do, not everyone, but some parents will take it up in hand. And those days, even the government and stuff, they don't care nothing about, you know, when you're growing up like that. They don't care nothing about you telling them nothing about what you've been through or no one else care. You see all these people around you, but no one care about what you've been through or anything. Nobody cares. But now, you know, more people will talk. And even we have our brothers and sisters out there. It's hard. And if some of our sisters will come together and we talk about these things, it would heal the community. 
If, if our brothers, they come and talk about it, it would heal the community. We would be better people. And then our kids would be better because then you get the kids involved. So the kids, they know, the children, they know. I'm not going to even, I'm sorry to say kids, the children will know what is happening and what is going on. Until we open up ourselves, it's, it ain't nothing going to change. So we have to start doing that and, and make a change in our life. And, and that's where it starts. You see, it's not the end of it. And as I say, trauma is a thing that never, never go away. It will always be with you. You talk about it, but it's there because it's already done. But at least, you know, you have a relief from it because you have people to talk to. And, you, 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 you know, you're just telling it. Telling it with no fear. Just, you know, just go and tell it. And don't even care, like, who wants to hear it? Everybody come. Everybody. Let the crowd come and everybody listen to it. You, that night, you will sleep so much better. You will have that peace within you. Because you know you spill it all. But because we are not doing it, and so the community is not healing. The community is still sore. The, the community still have the bandage that, that can't take off. Because every time you try to take off the bandage, it, the, the sore is getting worse and worse. You see what I'm saying? So for us to do that, we have to come together as a people and start talking about this. And so we can heal from all of this. It's very hard, but we have to try. We have to make a move on it to do what we have to do. I was going to wrap it down at that point. I just want to say something for the next 90 seconds. I think it's very important to add into this conversation that we have to become long-term thinkers. We can't look for the reward immediately. We become short-term thinkers where we don't want to put time into anything. And we're suffering because of that. While we're thinking about the weekend and what club we're going to go to or, or who we're going to go visit for the sensual pleasures, there are other people who are planning 30 and 40 years in advance. You can run around and say this is your neighborhood all you want, but the movers and the shakers are looking to change things. They're looking to even guide your life. And we're not even saying, that's a nice way of saying it. They're going to corral you where they want you to go. You see, every time you have an affluent neighborhood, you have to have a ghetto because it's the people in the ghetto who are not making much money, who have to service those who are affluent as maids, as housekeepers, as people working in hospitality or people doing the service jobs. So they need you, but they want you there. You're the hired help, right? But we got to think long-term to come out of that. And with the unity that we should have, but we don't have, it's going to take a long time. And some of us are going to have to be the people to lead by example, by doing, by saying, hey, this is what I'm doing and I'm separating myself from the situation, if you want to come along, you want to ridicule me, fine. I'm thinking long term. Think of it this way, and we'll end it after this. I'll still let you finish up and say goodbye. But look at the brothers who built the pyramids. And look at those who built the Great Wall of China. Right? Many of them who started out knew that they would never live to see the end result. Many people who built bridges in America started out the bridge some died they fell into the water they fell from the top and hit hit the steel post and never saw the end but they knew they were part of something big if we never become so-called millionaires in whatever degree because money's changing now or affluent or well well off in the pockets right if we're not going to become that set the foundation for your children your grandchildren and great-grandchildren so that they can become that but we, we, we want it all now. Our egos make us want it now. I'm 60 years old now. Am I going to spend the next 20 years just pushing? I want to be a millionaire real quick. Well, why don't I set up a foundation for my offspring, my children to benefit and for the world to benefit from that? And, and, and they'll have it a little easier. You see, when you have a long-term plan and a long-term mindset, and you're willing to day in and day out build your legacy, you're unstoppable. Because every day incrementally, you can build towards something big, even if you're not around to, to see it in its full production, fruition. But other people think that way, and we don't think that way. And that's our problem. We want to grab the mic. We want to be seen. Everybody wants to be somebody who 
is seen and the ego and the competition and this and that because of our collective low self-esteem because we don't really feel like we're anything. So when we get a little money, we want to wear it. We want to we drive it. We want to show it and flash it. Or we want to see or show how bad we were when I was younger. I was this and I was that. What are you now? What are you producing now? What are you producing for the future? What are you producing for the legacy of your name? Even if the name was stolen, who you are on a spiritual level. Are you better today than you were yesterday spiritually? Are you better today than you were yesterday on a mental and cerebral level? How many you can truthfully say? As, as we sink into this, this, how do you say it? When they have quicksand and you sink into it, we're sinking into a mentality. Grown folks, grandmothers out here running around with young boys, old men extending their pursuits of lust because of a little blue pill. There's no, there's no, no, no rhyme and reason anymore. There's no order. The, the community has fallen apart. We're becoming unraveled. We're completely unraveled. And look for the worst. I'm a positive person, but if you plant the seeds of negativity, how do you expect something positive to come out of it? So these children now that are just being born now, they're just coming out the womb now. This is 2023. If the world is the way it's supposed to be, or maybe, you know, we're around. In 2033, you tell me what you see. And if a nuke doesn't hit the YouTube offices and this content is still there, not even 2033. Let's go five years from now. 2028. You tell me what you see. Before this year is out, it's going to seem unbearable on how we treat each other and how we do each other. You see what I mean? Mrs. Curve, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm just going to say. I tricked much, you again. Much love to my brothers and sisters out there. I hope you all enjoyed this little video. Um, we were just sitting here, you know, having a conversation and, you know, just, just start talking and. This very end up so. I hope you all enjoy it. Please share the video. Subscribe to the channel. Yes. And we'll see you all soon again. Take care of yourself. Yes. Love yourself. Respect yourself. And we'll see you soon. Peace.